Welcome back to Greed Minute. Greed Minute is the fan podcast where we overanalyze the classic 1924 Eric von Stroheim film, Greed Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And wait, we're not doing Greed Minute today, are we? No. This no, is Ghostbusters so. Minute? Yeah, I was kind of digging it, though. Okay, well, welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters yeah. Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film, Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here today to go over Minute number 34. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you? Staying dry, man. Staying dry. Doing pretty good. But hey, right now, we're Ghostbusters Minute. Let's get on to minute number 34. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Awesome. So previously, we were in minute number 33, where Venkman had encountered Slimer and had a long stare-off. It was happening down the hallway between the two of them. Ray Stance had told Venkman not to move and that Slimer cannot hurt them. At minute, minute number 34, a loud growling can be heard as Slimer's roaring down the hallway towards a screaming Peter Venkman. At 34.07, we cut to a following shot of Ray running down to Venkman's aid. At 34.15, Ray runs up on Venkman, who is rolling around in a puddle of slime. Ray asks Venkman what happened. Venkman responds with the now-famous line, He slimed me. At 34.21, Ray says, That's great! Actual physical contact! At 3426, Egon can be heard over the walkie-talkie asking Ray. Vinkman says, I feel so funky. Ray responds to Egon and tells him that Vinkman got slimed. Egon asks Ray to save some slime for him. Egon then goes on to tell Ray that the ghost has gone into a ballroom. At 3439, we hard cut to a sign that reads Eastside Theater Guild Midnight Buffet. The Ghostbusters are holding the door to the ballroom open, talking to the hotel manager. Ray tells the hotel manager that he and his staff should stay outside. And with that, the Ghostbusters will take care of everything. The Ghostbusters then close and lock the doors to the ballroom. At 34.55, Ray's head emerges from curtains where he is wearing the ecto-goggles and using them to peer into the ballroom. Ray sees an empty room. There is no sign of Slimer. And that is where we leave minute 34. So, this has probably one of the more famous lines of the movie, the... Yeah. He slimed me. And I remember back when this movie came out, that was like the catchphrase from the movie. At least, I think, being a kid on the playground, he slimed me was something that was really funny. It's funny that the word slime is now a verb. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to this movie. Um, I think we talked about it in the previous minute. When he and when Peter and Slimer are having kind of like the face-off from the end of the hall, mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, I think I did mention that. Um, it's uh, funny. It bears repeating, yeah. yeah it's yeah, funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny and everything like that, but I don't know. It's also like terrifying. It's kind of scary. Really un- yeah. unnerving. And uh, yeah... So, I don't know. I, I only saw it that way when, you know, watching this minute by minute. So, the actor, Mark Brian Wilson, who was inside of the Puppeteers, had a really cool kind of, like, movement for Slimer. Like, he kind of jerks around a little bit. Yeah, and it's sometimes, like, really subtle. So, you know you're mm-hmm. looking at this, like, um, puppet and everything like that. But it's it has human arms. So, yeah. there's, it's a very uncanny valley type thing that's yeah. going on. Yeah, And he'll make these, like, subtle movements and whatnot. And it's just, there's something really creepy that comes out of that. It works. The, the effect works perfectly. It's funny. It's cute. But it's also kind of unnerving in a, mm-hmm. uh, a way that you can't really put your finger on. And the way he's like staring at Venkman down the hallway is yeah. kind of like, what is he going to do? Ray says, oh, don't worry. He can't hurt you. It's like, how do you know that, Ray? How do you yeah. know that he yeah. can't? He's picking up things and throwing them around. He could grab a knife and come towards me right now. So here's a question that I have. When Slimer slimes him, for back of, lack of a better term, I guess that's probably the best term that they have. He passes through Peter, and Peter is covered in slime. Do you think that slime was just on the outside of Peter, or did it get inside of his body as well? Mm. Is her cells coated with ectoplasm? Are his organs now coated Ugh. with slimer, you know, etheric slime? Huh. Is he part ghost once that happens? Right. I don't know. Who knows? Now, didn't he, uh, let's see, he said that he would come, Bill Murray said he would come back for 
a third Ghostbusters if he died, got to die in the beginning and he mm-hmm. could be a ghost in the rest of the movie or something stupid like that. I think I heard that, yeah. yeah. It would be cool if he got like ghost powers after Slimer slimed him, but <laughs> only be, only would be able to let him like eat forever and never yeah. gain any weight. So, Well, one of the cool things that comes out of this minute is the ecto-goggles yeah, that yeah. Ray is wearing. And so we saw the ecto-goggles prior just when Ray was putting them on as they walked into the Cedric Hotel. That's right. Now, you did a little bit of research on the ecto-goggles, is that right? I did. So, Tell me about them. All right. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. The uh, ecto-goggles are comprised of a vintage set of night vision goggles, which for anyone who's interested is the ANPVS-5A night vision goggles. And the purpose of the uh, ecto-goggles in the movie is to track PKE valences, is what they say. And um, It's like invisible ghosts, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming. The right lens is a Mirax Laboric photo micrographic camera lens. Mm. Yeah. And the lens was used for like extreme focus on really small objects. So it's just funny that, you know, it's another one of those pieces of the Ghostbusters hardware that is obviously just kind of thrown together by different, you know, just different... Special effects groups. Yeah, or, yeah. things like that. So... I don't know. The extra goggles are cool. It's a cool, uh, iconic piece of Ghostbuster iconography. So when he's looking through the, he his his face goes through the curtains and he's kind of looking into the room. They show what it looks like. That's on right. There. Yeah. What is your favorite movie goggles view? You know how like in yeah, movies somebody will hold up goggles that, and like yeah. future goggles will show something. What what, what is your favorite? representation of I mean, goggle view this, in a movie. This, the ecto goggles, I think. Really? I, yeah, well, that's kind of the only thing that's coming to mind right well, now. Well, I like in um, Empire Strikes Back when Luke pulls some up <clears throat> and it's kind of like reading out the oh, X yeah. and Y axis. and oh, trying that to, was cool. Or in Jurassic Park where they have the night vision the goggles night vision. in the those back of cool the Ford Explorer. Yeah, those are pretty cool too. But I always appreciate in a movie where somebody holds mm-hmm. something like that up and they can make a really insane looking readout on it. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out what the readout means in Ghostbusters and I couldn't really find anything on, on what was going on there. There was like kind of a red and green thing on the left hand side of the screen and maybe there's a little sonar type thing but uh mm-hmm. whatever it was he he couldn't find anything with it so. that's true yeah so um do we ever figure out what a midnight buffet is yes okay the only thing that i could find and i know this is one of those obvious things that the rest of the world knows but this two idiots right here you know we're, we're never gonna know mm-hmm. uh, a midnight buffet is something that used to be really hot on cruise lines yeah and then uh, for apparently became passe as of late and um the only thing i could find was like the top 10 Midnight buffets in Mumbai and like Delhi. So I don't know if India is like a still like a, a thing there, but it looked like on cruise lines at midnight they would have a buffet yeah. and people would like go down and eat at midnight. All this stuff. All right, listeners, if you know, hit us up. Have you ever eaten at a midnight buffet? Let us know what was in it too. Yeah, but you know, it's weird good. because I think the sign that they have. Let me pull it up exactly what it says because it says uh, the East Side Theater Guild Midnight Buffet. So I don't know if this was a midnight buffet to benefit the East Guy. I mean, it doesn't look like there's a stage or anything. But if yeah. it's the well, there is the buffet that they end up blowing up. Right. In it. So I'm, I'm assuming it's a literal buffet, which maybe in the 80s was a bigger thing than it, it might is have been now. One of those, like, New it seems York to be. Things. Yeah, it yeah. could be. But I was wondering if Midnight Buffet was the name of a play. And the East Side Theater Guild was <laughs> yeah, presenting Midnight Buffet. What if it was dinner theater where it's like, you know, you're eating and then they come around and it they. It could very well be it. I don't remember seeing a stage in there, but. You know, know. here comes Blanche Dubois down by the, uh, you know, yeah. chocolate fountain, like singing a song. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. Uh, our guest from. Last week, uh, Mark Landry has probably got the answer on this. If anybody knows the answer on this, it's probably going to be him or our buddy Christopher Stewart over at uh, Proton Charging. 
So, fellas, if you know the answer, let us know. If you're out there and you've eaten at a midnight buffet, let us know. Because it sounds like it was something that used to be offered on cruises, and now they don't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. So. so, we made a mistake on a show, and we need to be taken to task for that. What? And rectify the situation. Yes. Uh, Carol, who goes by Death by Jigsaws on Twitter, sent me a message, or sent us a message on, on uh, Twitter saying... Uh, you can indeed tell Vince and Zool apart. Their horns are different. I think Zool's are shorter. And she also says, loving the pod. I'm hoping she means podcast. And we say, Carol, thank you very much. We appreciate that. And you are absolutely correct. Vince Clortho does have longer horns. Zool has shorter. If you remember on the show a few weeks ago, we were talking about the differences between the two mm-hmm. uh, in the refrigerator and how we couldn't tell which one was which. Well, clearly it's Zool inside of the refrigerator with the shorter horns. So Zool is jumping up and saying its own name, Zool, yeah. <laughs> in front of Dana Barrett. So uh, to uh, clarify, that was Zool. Zool has the shorter ho- horns. Vince Clortho has longer. So thank you so much, Carol, for letting us Thanks, know Thanks, Carol, that. but that does kind of kill it for me because I always assumed that that was Vince saying like, hey, Dana, you are Zool. Get in here. But apparently not. Well, that's pretty much all we have for today's minute. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's all Nothing I have. else. We just, it's, if you're looking for Ghostbusters Ecto Goggles uh, moments, we definitely have a lot of information in this. We're still not sure what a midnight buffet is, but uh, that pretty much wraps up the Ghostbusters content for the minute. So, all right, everybody, we'll have a great weekend. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License. I don't know how much the listeners want to hear me sing in the, the score. I'll stop. <laughs>